can you watch responsibly? It starts with listening responsibly to this podcast, where we discuss films within genres. We are your hosts. I'm Alyssa O'Loughlin. And I'm Brie Lennon. Whether it's irresponsible of you to watch movies, or if it's become your obsession, you are completely valid. We love films, and we want to talk about them as much as humanly possible. So, let's do just that. For our first season, we will delve into World War II films, specifically narrative historical fiction dramatic films, not documentaries. We want to talk about the art of it all that comes from inspired creative recreation. This episode, we'll be focusing on Casablanca. Ever heard of it? Casablanca was made in 1942. It stars one of my personal favorite actors, Humphrey Bogart as Rick Blaine, Ingrid Bergman as Ilsa Lund, and Julie Wilson as the piano player Sam. The story of Rick Blaine, a cynical, world-weary expatriate who runs a nightclub in Casablanca, Morocco during the early stages of World War II. Despite the pressure he constantly receives from the local authorities, Rick's cafes become a kind of haven for refugees seeking to obtain illicit letters that will help them escape to America. But when Ilsa, a former lover of Rick's, and her husband show up to his cafe one day, Rick faces a tough challenge which will bring up unforeseen complications heartbreak, and ultimately an excruciating decision to make. I'd like to thank IMDb users for that synopsis there. We owe <clears throat> you our lives. <laughs> uh, the director for Casablanca is Michael Curtis. Uh, it was written by the Epstein brothers, who also wrote one of the Why We Fight series films, uh, documentaries. My personal first memory of Casablanca uh, was when I was watching that Playboy Bunny show. I don't know if you remember the Playboy Bunny show, but it's like House... Three Girls? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And so it's Hugh Hefner, and he always has a movie night, and he always watches Casablanca. And so that was like my first memory of Casablanca. It's going to kill me not not remembering what it was. And Holly... It was Holly, Kendra... And, um, I'm gonna look it up. there was another one. Yeah, that's fine. Because it wasn't House Bunny, because that's the it's Emma Stone movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, the starring the beautiful... Emma Stone. Yeah. No. Um, and Ferris. Thank you. Should, they're both in it, though. Right. <laughs> the Girls Next Door. Yeah, The Girls Next Door. Girls Next Door. Amazing. So, yeah, my first memory of Casablanca was watching... Girls Next Door, uh, with Hugh Hefner, probably when I was way too little. I want to say 11 or 12, maybe. I love being a latchkey kid. (laughs) (laughs) And Hugh Hefner would have, like, movie nights, and he would watch Casablanca. This is his favorite movie. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's my first memory of that. Hugh Hefner's the original romantic, though. What can we say? Mm, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) That's one way to... That's, yeah, one way to, um, discuss. Yeah. Hugh Hefner. Um, (laughs) Rip. But, I had to watch it for a couple years later, but I have personally seen this movie a lot. Um, I mean, I've studied film, so it's like, if you're studying film history at all, you have to watch it, because it's like number two on the best movies list. Um, with like, I think Susan Cain is still number one, which doesn't shock me, but whether or not I agree is a moot point. Um, so... <clears throat> We watched it, we filled out a worksheet about it, Mm -hmm. and now we're going to discuss it. So, my question for you is, 
Is it a love story or is it a war story? Ooh. I saw it as a love story with the backdrop of war, but, um, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, I like that it wasn't a conventional love story. Yes. And I appreciated the amount of war, like the ratio of love to war and war to love mm-hmm. was the perfect balance for someone like me who truly hates love movies. So it was perfect. Yeah. Um, so I would consider I'm 50-50. 50-50. Yep. Okay. Um, you say both. I, you know, I don't know how I feel. I feel that the war part of it I could leave it. Like, some of the war parts, I'm like, yeah, okay, but I don't know. It's like, I don't know if they mix all that well together. Mm-hmm. I think that they work as, like, parallel, but if when they cross over, for me, I think it just makes... Maybe it's just because it makes Rick's decisions more difficult. Right. Ultimately, because, you know... But I think that the way that I feel about it is if you were to take one of them out, it wouldn't be a complete movie. It would not be a movie that I would want to watch. I agree. I agree because one cannot be there without the other. Because you opinion. you need that overbearing. What's going to happen with the war? Right. To, That's putting pressure on the situation. Yes, making them make decisions that they don't want to make. Right. Uh, and they can't be selfish. Um, no, that completely makes sense to me. Thank you. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so, which another? I think this is like one of the more most controversial. Questions that people probably always ask, but I don't never listened or watched people talk about Casablanca before, so I don't really know. Uh, how do you think it should have ended? Do you like the ending? Ooh, um, I specifically discussed this too um, in my notes here. Um, Ten points for a good question. Thank you. You're right. I don't know why I said thank you for that. That's <laughs> good for you. Um, I really like the way it ended because it it did not end happily mm-hmm. and that is my as someone who doesn't like happy endings because I'm so cliche like that oh. um I loved it I was like yes okay. <laughs> walk off with your man and leave him behind because that made me feel good. I didn't feel like I just watched this whole movie for it to be a predictable ending. Right, for her because, to pick. Yeah, yeah. For, for Rick to pick her. Like, they, like everybody wants them to be together. Right. Because they have this chemistry. But, you know, the realism of it is you know, That's he not can't possible. leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I'm glad that it wasn't like, well, he sold the Cafe Americaine or whatever. I don't know how it's pronounced. Um, he sold the cafe and he decided to move back to the States. Or he went back to France. Yeah, with his lady. Nope. Like they, it's it's. People... I would have been upset if that's what had happened. And I right. was, as I was watching it, the closer I got to the end, the more mad I got. Yeah. And I did. I got upset because I was like, I swear, mm-hmm. if this ends the way I think it's gonna end, right. I'm gonna be livid. Well, I think when it came out, that was that was the plot twist. Yes, it that... was like the original M Night Shyamalan yeah. <laughs> plot twist. Is that it was like, um, although I'm sure people who love Alfred Hitchcock would argue. Uh, I'm sitting right here. You don't have to talk about me like I'm out of the room. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Um, I mean, the plot twist is good. I think the problem with watching it modernly is that um, we expect these flashy, you know, 
like uh, over the top things. Not, not in terms of like costuming, because back in the day they had like their own flashy costumes. Musicals were such a huge, huge extravaganza back then. Mm-hmm. But um, we're so used to people trying so hard to do something different. And so right. watching this is that it doesn't feel like they're trying hard to be no, different. No, it was, well, logically. That would never happen, so that's the yeah. end of our movie. Thank you, good night. Yeah. And because, I was like... Yeah. I mean, All right. people have, you know, things they have to deal with. They can't just, like, you know, leave their husband. Drop and everything they, and go. Yeah, and they... Especially when... They have and, a duty. Nice. Um, <laughs> well, and I also wrote in my notes that... <laughs> what did I say? I said Rick... I said this over and over. Rick is such a good guy yeah but so is the husband he is such a good guy and so i kept thinking if this woman leaves that amazing husband for this guy that she had already kicked to the curb once i'm gonna be upset yeah and so i yeah and i get that people are like well what if they really love each other and i'm like I'm like, well, as someone who believes that, like, you can love multiple people, mm-hmm. um, there isn't just one person to love. It's just, it's, it's all situational. Is this a good time for this? Is this The context a, matters so much it, in life. So much. Why wouldn't it matter in a movie? Exactly. And especially a movie that's portraying these real life events it's during World War II. Right. I mean, it was made during World War II. <clears throat> I mean, we expect, we expect the realism. That, that's, that era of war films, I mean, people want the realism. <laughs> Isabel's snoring. <laughs> give her a second. Give her a second. <laughs> Amazing. People expect realism because... And while the fantasy of... The point of entertainment back in the day, the 40s and, you know, 30s especially, was to, you know... It's a escapism right. fantasy. Mm-hmm. They want to kind of, you know, be in the worlds of other people and, and enjoy other lives. But when World War II came around, I feel like people really wanted to be grounded by the truth. What was going on? Uh, they want to know. They didn't want to be kept in the dark about it. No, and we don't want... Because they're experiencing it. Yeah, and we don't want to pretend it's not happening. Right. Which I think is why a lot of, you know, over-the-top films weren't going on or popular at that time. But... Which this this movie technically was released in 1942, but did not do a theatrical worldwide release until 1943. How dare they? And then won three Academy Awards. Okay. Um, best Picture, Best Director, Best Writing, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I know. I don't just believe. I know. I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just wasn't reading. <laughs> um, and which I found interesting because. They waited to release it. That was that. That is weird. Yeah, like fully. I don't know if that's like weird they, because it's 2019. This is what I'm thinking is normal. Yeah. Or if it's weird for everyone. Yeah, I I, I don't know because I feel like maybe because of the war they were testing the waters mm, sure, a little bit yeah. to make sure that like, like hey you know, are people gonna flip out. Yeah, but okay. I think, I mean I don't think there was anything to flip out about. Um, no, I don't think so. Although the the part in the beginning, which I just I was kind of like rewatching it some of it yesterday to go over my notes, and the part in the beginning, beginning where the guy these two like kind of like cops or whatever, or soldiers or whatever go up to the guy and are like, "Where are your papers?" and they find out they're expired. And then he tries to like run off and he gets arrested. He gets shot. I have specific notes about that. Yeah. 
You say yours, and I'm gonna. Okay, so this is <clears throat> probably not what you noticed because this is the way I think. Um, I felt like it was cheesy, a little bit. Like it was very much like, "Hey guys, I'm setting up the what is that called the uh, the expository? Yeah, or, exposition. Wait. Thank you. It looks like, "Hey guys, this is exposition." Here it is. Make sure you're paying attention so you understand the context of this movie. Well, yeah, that that especially, but also really like the way he got shot. And maybe right. we are so oversaturated with violence that it that, didn't bother us. Yeah, and it's just I am like, oh, he didn't really get shot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like no, duh, he didn't really get shot. But if I'm watching like nothing gets past you, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm watching a modern movie. I mean, it can disturb me how much I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, with, the, with the realism of it? Right. Yes. Like in Saving Private Ryan, which okay. we'll discuss later. But <laughs> Lots of thoughts on that. Lots to say about that. <laughs> yes. Um, but Here's... it felt, it just felt, it was like a little bit of magic in the wrong place, if that makes right. sense. Okay. I, my specific note was... He's arrested. He's taken away. He is hurt, right? Mm-hmm. Why did everyone just keep going? Like, did they take did they take him to the hospital? What happened? <laughs> Everyone's just like, oh, that was weird. Anyway, back to our conversation. Blah, 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 yeah. Blah. I was like, I need to know more. <laughs> yeah, because the camera just moves over into yep. the cafe. Right. Yes. And I'm like, a man was just shot yes. in public. And a yes. time before people got shot in public. And I think, you know... More modernly, we would have seen more reaction to that. Like, what would have happened next? Right. Because people would have. I mean, if I'm if it's World War Two, and I'm in a Moroccan cafe, just vibing, you know, listening to Sam on the on the keys, and all of a sudden <laughs> a man gets shot next to me. Yeah, I am hitting the floor. I am. Yeah, but again, I wonder if that's because I was raised during a time where school shootings were super prevalent, or violence was like I'm prepared for violence. But I, also, you would think, well, so were they. It's funny that you say that. Um, my thinking is, it's in a place where there was a lot of war activity, and as since we're Americans, mm. we don't have those situations. And even if, even as, like, Americans in that era, I mean, we weren't in the middle of war. Right. We were never, everything was overseas. Right. We it were, was not in our arena yeah, or our theater. Ex- except Pearl Harbor. But that's yeah. even you a little bit different. Does. Yeah, that's a little bit different still. And so there used to, that happening a lot. And, you know, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily, like, a seedy area that they're in. I right. mean, I couldn't tell because the problem with, you know, 40s movies and older movies is that the sets kind of... They're, they're so different than what we... They did everything in sets back right. then. Everything was, like, in the back lot. Yeah, location shooting wasn't really a thing until later on in the 60s, more so. But... So the sets... Yeah. The sets make it cheesier. Right. And, and not... And it's not that I can't take it seriously. And that's the thing. is like, I'm not subcon... Like, I'm not consciously being, like oh, the sets are so cheesy, it's, they just are. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just not as realistic to me. It's harder to have that suspension of disbelief. Yes, and like, all the, all the lighting, 
Mm-hmm. Um, which this was my only note that I took for our six categories. Right. Is the lighting to me is it's that 1940s glamour glow. And I also wrote something down about mm-hmm. lighting. I said the lighting was very unnatural. Yeah. Um, but it, I loved it. Especially oh, I love it. Yeah. within the club. So like when mm-hmm. it was nighttime and um, he was playing on the p or he was listening to Sam play the piano when she comes in. And it was very much like, it was, it almost reminded me of like a stage production. And I don't know if it's because I really don't watch movies from that era at all. But I was, it was very noticeable to where like their lights or their faces would almost like light up. Mm -hmm. And it was like the light would cover up part of their face, but not all of it. So it was like you're halfway in the shadows. Mm -hmm. But the way that you phrase that glamour lighting, I've never heard that, but... Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm yeah. buying into it. Yeah, because the 19, like, I mean, it probably started in the 20s with the first movie stars, but when the cameras got better, um, 1930s, 1940s, they would do glamour shots, and they would be, it's just that glow, it's like a dramatic glow right. that makes everybody look good. Okay. So it's like a soft lighting. Where do that... I buy that for me? <laughs> for my Snapchat. For, for, it needs to be a Snapchat filter. Is that what we call a ring light now? I would not know because a ring is all the way around your face. Oh. The glamour glow is like more so, you know, one side. It's like okay. a softer. You'd probably have some type of filter over it. A filter. Yeah, not like a Snapchat filter, I but don't. like, <laughs> but like a um, a sheet of. There's sheets you can put over. Okay. Like, well, kind of paper type of things. I'm taking notes. Yeah, I can really tell. Um, <laughs> but that's just like the photographer and me. Right. That's what I would do. Um, so, so, yeah, I love... About setting up that lighting. Yeah, I love the glamour glow. That's that's how I do a lot of my photography. And so that's... I'm always attracted to that in films. I liked it because it was so new to me. Because ah. I have never seen something like that. I was like, whoa. And I think that just having a slight background in theater, uh-huh. especially in lighting, I was like, that's so cool. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It was, it, it was, it jumped off the screen at me to where I noticed it. And I was like, I would be frustrated if this is in every single movie. Yeah. But the fact that it came out in this movie, I was like, this makes it, it almost like gives it like a little bit of. Extra, like brownie points for me. Yeah, yeah. Because so, it was very clearly a choice that they had made, uh-huh. and I had never seen it before, honestly. Yeah, and in a film, in a film, it, it may be an industry standard for the time. I don't not for not for all movies. They, I mean, it was softer lighting for most movies, but the way the way they did the harsh film noir shadowing, um, I com- like combination with the glamour glow. I think is what really made that mm-hmm. that lighting really cool. It was very special. I really liked it. Yeah, it makes it... it it's giving it a nuance of ro- romance without... You don't even need lines. Exactly. And yeah. I really liked that because I do strongly just like love movies and romance mm. movies. It was nice because I almost felt like... <gasps> 
oh, like, I was, like, charmed into it, too. Yeah. So, like, it wasn't like I was watching two people just lovey-dovey get gross on each other. <laughs> it was like, oh, like, we're all in this very intimate spot together. Yeah. It is dark. Nobody's watching us. And I'm, like, there in the corner just watching. Yeah. I'm like, wow. Yeah, the so, atmosphere for sure is, yeah. is... It's way better than yeah what I saw in Twilight, let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Um... I love I love that we're discussing that because that's one of my favorite parts of these types of movies and oh, that's sweet. why I watch movies like this. Yes, uh, is these are the type of romantic movies that I'll watch. I don't I'm not necessarily against romantic movies. I just think modern ones are a lot cheesier than the ones back then. Yeah, um, some they just, people like, would, make me uncomfortable. <laughs> would disagree, but I think that that bit of um, cultural difference, sure, and how old they are, these films are in comparison to the films that I grew up with that are like. You've got mail, or well, that one's pretty good. Or <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> or um, what are some other? Made ones? in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know why um, I that works. Okay, no, that works. Thank you. Um, just that are a little cheesier, mm-hmm. serendipity and and like rom coms. Yeah, like it's the rom com of that the like the thirties, forties, fifties was doesn't rely so much on trying really hard to be funny. Right. They're Less just, calm, more rum. Yeah, but they're just trying to create, like, a magical fun element. Like, the comedy is just fun. Yes. So a lot of times they're musicals. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, kind of switching gears here, another thing that I talked about was I really enjoyed that the tension, the tension throughout the film mm-hmm. was created, and again, I don't know if this is, like, a golden age of Hollywood kind of thing, Let's find out. But thank you. Um, help me. Um, <laughs> the fact that they used almost so that they they would use formality to create this tension. So anytime the cops were talking to Rick, he was very formal, mm-hmm. but it almost like pumped him up a little bit, like made him stick out his chest a little bit more. And because he wasn't being sarcastic in these certain moments, and instead he was being very formal, mm-hmm. it reminded me almost of, like, whenever I go and visit my uncle or my aunt in the Air Force, yeah. and they're on base, and they are asserting their dominance through being incredibly formal. Yeah. And that tension that was created, it was the perfect, like you were talking about, they created atmospheres without using dialogue yeah. so well. I was like, we need to get back to this. Yes. <laughs> Please continue with that. I agree. And um, for me, I just really love visuals. Yes. And while I am also a writer, so I love writing, I love good dialogue, um, and I like to hear quotes that make me go, I want to remember that. I want to write that down. Yes. That was very way. clever. Um I still just love it's 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 like a ballet almost. Yes. Where they just they're interacting. There is no talking. Yeah. It's all created through the music, the yeah. looks between the actors. Yes, the yeah. chemistry which is super super important That's to me. That's a lost art. Let's just say it. Yeah, well yeah, because nowadays they're just hiring people that are big stars and maybe some of them have chemistry, but we're not I mean, Hollywood isn't auditioning in the same way. I don't want to see Will Ferrell in another movie. That's it. <laughs> Although I would this say this is my soapbox, and I'm on it. <laughs> I would say back in the back in the '40s, they did have contracts where they did, you know, you signed on to do 20 movies or 10 movies oh with a certain company, rather than like auditioning for each one separately. So it was I a guess, little bit of a different yeah. system. But I still think that 
they are able, even if they're given actors that might not have the chemistry as, you know, another two pair would, I still think Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman look good. Yeah. Play their characters well. Yeah. And then the rest is the lighting, the editing, the the cinematography, the music. Yeah. Yeah. They're just small ingredients in this huge cake. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which is what I think people forget about filmmaking. Right. Like, it's not all about the just the actors. Yes, the actors are very important and can make or break certain movies. But I really think that, one, editing is... It's, it's the silent art form, right. basically. I, I mean, the way you're able to manipulate a film to manipulate an audience to feel a certain way... Right. It's one of the most powerful parts of a movie. And I think that's why people are so drawn to movies. Yeah, and they don't realize... I think people don't realize it a lot of times, though. Like, they like to be controlled by these things. Yeah. I mean, like, I like to not think every once yeah. in a while, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I want someone else to do the thinking for me, but I still want to feel emotional connection. Right. Boom. Yep, perfect. Movies. And, I mean, and and we all have this inherent nature for storytelling. Right. And being able to share what we have seen, just like we are right now. Responsibly. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Although, yeah, I do think people should watch responsibly and critique responsibly. Right. I mean, I I just... Nowadays, there's just so many... And as I say this, we're making a podcast about about films, but people... Call yourself out of school. Yeah, I'm going to. Well, I try really hard to not do this. Criticize everything. There's a difference between constructive criticism and criticizing. Just to do it. Yes. Because you don't need to be, you know, watching a movie isn't about finding all of its flaws. If the flaws jump out at you, yeah, I get it. Talk about it. But if you're, like, deeply, deeply finding things wrong with it, oh, well, I don't like that color that they wore. Like, that... It's what I call the house hunter effect. Yeah, okay, explain. It's like, like, you know those couples on House Hunters that are like, you know, I love everything about it, but this paint color is atrocious. Atrocious. Let's go look at the next house. And it's like, wait, 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 go back, go back. Yeah. You can change that. You don't have to find something that you hate about every single thing. I also understand it's a scripted reality show, but it had a catchy name, and you understood what I was saying. Right. No, I agree. Yeah. You, You... it's to me. I try to do the opposite. I want to find all the good things about it. Right. Because why would I want to sit there and be like, oh, I went to the movie theater and I spent money on it. Exactly. And I'm supporting like... <laughs> something, and then I want to find everything wrong about it. Like, I spent two hours on this, and now I'm gonna rip it apart. Yeah, like that just doesn't make sense do to it. me. No. Don't do it. So, and while I don't have to like everything about it, and I think, I mean, I do find flaws. Um, Casablanca doesn't have many flaws for me personally, mm-hmm. and which is why it's number two on the best. You know, mm-hmm. I do list. have one big flaw that I want to talk about. Uh, good segue. Thank you. I actually have two big flaws. That I want to talk about. <laughs> okay, start with number one. Number one. Thirties braces have got to be a nightmare. <laughs> you mean like for their teeth? Yes. <laughs> Why did this come up? There is a point in the movie in which some. I think it was a flashback. I think so. It was a flashback. She, someone, had braces. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because the movie came out in 42. Yep. She referenced the fact that she had braces. It was a line in the film. Gotcha. She was like, oh, and I had braces. And all I could think of was, oh, my 
goodness. Braces now are terrifying. Braces in the 30s? Awful. Well, it's funny that you say that because when we had all, mostly all the materials that we use on braces mm-hmm. now back then. So what would be different? Like, what would be worse about it? That would be something to look up, but... I'm going to do more research and get back to you, but <laughs> if braces in t- 2005 were terrifying... Yeah. I'm going to assume the braces in 1930 were terrifying. Yeah, I feel like they were probably a little bit more... Metally? Yeah. Metally, but also just, like, difficult to fit in your mouth and, like... Mm-hmm. Unless they could... I don't think back then they had, they had like, Invisalign. Or whatever, where you could just stick If they didn't it. have it in 2005, they, don't have, they didn't have it then. Yeah. Okay. I don't know when Invisalign came. I don't know about that. But um, I trust I trust your judgment on that. Thank you. Because I never had that. I had regular braces. Mm. Um, that was my number one. Yes. Okay. That's. I would not consider that a flaw. I would just consider that an afterthought. I consider it a nightmare. Um, <laughs> well, that's not... That's <laughs> not... It's not a criticism of the movie, it's just... I blame them for that, though. Oh, for your nightmares for you'll have? Well, not even nightmares, <laughs> they're like my um, sleep paralysis. Oh my god. I'm afraid that I'm going to have sleep paralysis and look in the but corner of my room. your braces? I'm going to look in the corner of my room and see a woman with 30s braces sitting in the corner <laughs> during my sleep paralysis episodes. Moving on. I have an issue yeah. with Ilsa. Yeah, I do too, but... At one... Oh. We'll talk about it. At one point, she whips out a gun. Okay. She is not getting what she wants from Rick, which is which are, I guess, these papers. Right, yes. And she whips out a gun. And I literally wrote in huge font, A GUN! <laughs> this woman is wild. Yes. Who does she think she is with this gun? I... Oh, your stuff. I Ilsa. could... Yeah, I, um... I remember that now that you say it that. It just popped out, and I was like, whoa. And then she was like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, then do it. That That's the part in the film that always makes me think, maybe she doesn't really love him. Mm, if you're going to shoot him, do yeah. you think that... Oh, I didn't May, think of Maybe that. he made the right decision. That's why the ending does, doesn't bother me anymore, because I came to that conclusion. She whipped a gun out at him? Maybe she doesn't love him like she says she does. And yeah, you can... I understand feeling love and nostalgia for people that you used to well, yeah. be romantic with. That's You're not feeling current love, though. No. You're feeling what you felt. But, and you, but you also... Right, exactly. So your, your willingness... Your react, her reaction to the situation of her not getting what, what she wants. She's willing to murder a man. She's willing to do that to somebody to that she life. loved, or says she loves. Right. I even wrote in a couple scenes back. Um, this is where I had written so many times. Rick is such a good guy with hearts. I drew little hearts uh-huh. around his name because yeah. he is. And then I wrote down. Honestly, I feel I feel for Rick so much. And then I put in parentheses. What the heck was her deal? And then I wrote, a gun! So, yeah. I had poor feelings about her throughout. Well, um, I think that's why the ending doesn't shock, or didn't shock me like um, it would people, like, normally. Uh-huh. Um, because that happened to me, and I, or, or I watched that scene, and I was like... You are like, and... I was like, what is going on? Why would you... I thought you loved him. Right. And then I even went so far to say, like, right after that, I said, my, here are my thoughts on Ilsa, which I've written out. Yeah. I hate the situation she put her men in. Why yep. would you ever do that to the people you love? I felt so badly for Rick and for Victor. Yeah. They're both such solid, wholesome, good men. How dare you? Well, thinking about that. How dare you? A couple points for that. 
one, um, bringing it back to the writing, uh, do you think that maybe because it was written, one, it was written by two men. Mm, okay. Two, okay. it's the 40s. Um, really? They're writing about the expectations of how they see women. Okay. There's always, I know people like think that people can just write unbiased about, you know, creating these characters. Oh, and no, they I don't. think that's impossible. Yeah. Everyone brings their own biases to the table. 100%. And so even without purposefully, you know, creating a, a female character that, you know, is a little bit... Emotional. And not great. I wouldn't say emotional, but like dramatic. She's, yeah, she's not my favorite person. Yeah, and and... And I did write down who my favorite person was. Teaser. I I did too. Uh-huh. Uh, and I um, I don't think that... Where was I going with this? Um, the fact that it was two male writers in the 40s and how right. much her character so they're gonna sucked. They're going to project their feelings about women in this situation. And she's treating the two greatest things to ever happen to her like poop. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we all write based on our experiences. Okay. And the I didn't realize that the that it was written by two different men. They're brothers. Yeah. And of course. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they did. I don't know if it was mentioned in the documentary that we watched. Five came back, mm-hmm. but they wrote the Battle of Russia. I believe. Because I've never heard of that. Um. Oh wait, yes it was. Yeah. It was put in there. Yeah, I think so. Because I was like, Russia. (laughs) Yeah, because I I don't think... I was shooketh. Yeah, I don't think it was Battle of Midway. I'm pretty sure it was Battle of Russia, because I think that is the one that won an Academy Award, I believe. Quote her on that, guys. Don't quote me on that. I just just told you to quote her on that. (laughs) Who are you going to listen to? Me. Um, (laughs) The person who's probably right. (laughs) The person who's louder. Me! (laughs) (laughs) Um... I think that's a very hot take on it, though. I had not yeah. thought of that, so that does kind of change my thinking about it. And, I mean, the expectations of how women are, I mean, even to this day, people are like, women are too emotional to do things. Without a go. Th- how do you think they're going <laughs> to feel 70 years ago during World War Two? I mean, oh uh, yeah, you know? And how they're reacting to these situations. Uh, um, the men are, you know, calm and level-headed and just doing everything they can for the women. And Who, how does she thank him? Pulls a gun on him. Yeah. Wild. So, yeah. Okay. I don't really think. All right. That's why the ending is, like, good. Right. Uh, you it know? works out, yeah. You should leave her because... Right. Peace out, Girl Scout. There you go. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. But I will give it to her. The scene when they're on the piano and that song where they're singing the French song. Yeah. Um. Wait, let me go back. I'm going to start this over. I do want to point out that the scene where uh, it was right before this a gun scene um, when in the cafe those German men are singing a song yeah from like the country or whatever but then the French yeah was it the French national anthem or something yeah something okay. like that so it was a French song and they rose up and all sang it together and they're all like screaming the song I felt. Like, that was so heartwarming. It it was moving. Yeah, yeah, Oh, that whole scene. And I was like, where? why does that really fit in? But then it, sh- I don't know. It, it's, I loved that scene. It's kind of like a reminder, 
yeah, you know, we're in this cafe where we're relatively enjoying life and and because there's a lot of rich people there who are like gambling and yeah. like stuff like that. But I mean, we're all still, you know, in a war where we we have to pick a side. Mm. Um, it's almost like putting that pressure back on the situation and the atmosphere. Yeah. Hey, yep. There, this is a love story, but don't forget what's happening. Yep. Ah, exactly. Man, you are opening up my eyes. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, okay, remember when I told you I was going to tell you my favorite character? Yeah, let's I start want, with that. Let's. I want to hear yours first, because I think it's going to match mine. Okay. Uh, my favorite character is Sam. Good. <laughs> I wrote, Sam is the OG ride or die. Literally so <laughs> underrated. Yes. Like, oh, he's my fave. He is the... Con- well, he connects Ilsa and Rick. Like... Not, because you would think that in a bad way, like, because you don't want them to be reconnected because, right. you know, she's... Because she's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, I mean, and arguably, I, she's, like, not great, but I do think that, you know, in those moments where she's just taking care of herself. Yeah, you she's know? doing what's best for her. Because it's, thinking about it, like, you know, I've been called terrible things because... You know, I'm a strong woman who's just trying to take care of herself, and people don't like that, especially... People coming from privilege. Yeah. <laughs> White men. Yeah. <laughs> There's the tea. <laughs> the tea, the shade, the lemonade. Um. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Thank you, Rupa. I think my ride's here. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, she's not the she's not the worst, but, like, they're, she's portrayed that way. Right. Um, especially compared to Rick and the other husband. Who are just so wholesome and morally perfect. Same with Sam. Sam is played by Julie Wilson. Yes. Who is fantastic. Um, and he plays, uh, As Time Goes By. That's like the theme song of Casablanca. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's when she's like, play our song, Sam. Or, and he's like, I can't. It's the most misquoted line of like the entire so universe. tell me what everyone thinks it is oh that's i always get them backwards okay so tell me one of them <laughs> okay it's play it again sam oh uh, okay i've heard that before yeah but i think that's the wrong one i think she says play our song yeah or play the song yeah i think I that know. i think that's I'm right i'm probably it's... just gonna misquote it again that's fine but Thank it you. is the most misquoted which we're proving right now truly in this um, conversation which is funny because it's such a basic... Well, it's the Mandela effect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing a game of telephone. Huh? <laughs> I also did not realize... Thank you for a good segue. I did not realize that the iconic line, here's looking at you, kid, Yeah. came from this movie. Yeah. I was truly shook. Yeah. I was like, ah! And then I thought I'd... Okay, maybe I misheard that. They said it probably five times in the whole movie, and I kept going, <gasps> every time they said it, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> well, it's like when they say the title of the film. Okay, that's also what I want to talk about. That yeah. is one thing. This film said Casablanca five seconds into the start. Yeah, but, you know, it's... It's, it's I think that's very common. Yeah. No, it's one yeah. of my favorite things to look for. Yeah. As soon as they say the title of the film, I almost thought about writing when... Yeah. Writing, writing it down, because it's one of those things that I look for in every movie. Yeah. Yep, anytime they say the title of the film in the film... 
I shout out, this is the title of the film in the film. <laughs> My family hates me. <laughs> they will not watch movies with me. But as soon as they say it, I'm like, I can go. Thank you. Yep. Show's <laughs> over. Yep. Um, Curtains. I, it, funny you said that, I find it cliche. Um, but for me, it's, it's funny because, which I'll probably talk about this again later on, because it's going to happen many times where the title of the film is in the movie. Uh, as it should. Why does it feel like a cop-out? It's like, obviously... No, I feel like it's not a full movie if you don't say the title of the movie in the movie. Well, I feel like... It's almost like an obligation. I get it. Like, I, I, like I know the title, but like... Nope, I want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear... What's his name? Humphrey Bogart say Casablanca. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's valid in general. Uh, <laughs> he could read the phone book to me. But it's kind of like... <laughs> I do love his voice. Me too. Don't worry, there will be more movies with him. I've got plenty up my sleeves. Yes. Um... Multiple sleeves. Three, four sleeves. She has so many sleeves on you guys, you don't even know. <laughs> uh, but I... I like... Or I don't... Try to... How do I explain this? It's like when I see a title of a movie, I interpret it differently than when it's actually used in the movie. Mm-hmm. For some reason. That's fine. So like... For example, Saving Private Ryan. I'm not breaking it down like, oh, they're gonna go save Private Ryan. I'm like... It's it's like it's like a proper noun. It's it's right. the name it's of a building. Like, it's diff- like a different thing, like Sears yeah. Tower. Yeah, like, it's like this tower belongs to the company Sears. It's like no, I see that tower, and I think Sears Tower. Yeah, it's just see, I don't. I like that. It's almost like breaking the fourth wall for me. And it, yeah, and I, I, I guess will, yeah, I buy into it one hundred percent. Yeah, maybe that's how it feels. Like oh, it's a little off because it's breaking the fourth wall a little bit. Uh, it makes you uncomfortable. I don't know if maybe I'm comfortable. It's good for you. Oh. <laughs> I don't like change. <laughs> don't challenge me. <laughs> Actually, I love change. So that's just me being a liar right there. I hate change. Uh, right. <laughs> but when they play, when Sam plays, um, this time goes by. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, but do you remember the old Warner Brothers theme theme song where it's like, yes, it's like. Dun, 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 yes. or whatever. I kept thinking that. I was like, Yeah, hmm. they changed it, too, as time goes by. Yeah, I'm so. I'm amazed by this. It's, and, but they still kind of have a similar ending where it's, like, the dramatic mm-hmm. or whatever, but the beginning is the, which I didn't realize, and it just kind of, like, snuck in there, but it was, like, 15, 20 years ago they changed it. Yeah. How dare they? I just don't watch Warner Brothers movies, I guess. I always get the Warner Brothers... Um, theme mixed up with the Animaniacs theme. That's what I was gonna say. I was here with the Animaniacs. <laughs> totally zany Animaniacs. <laughs> that, and that's a fact. <laughs> I thought you were gonna dab, and I was like, please. <laughs> <laughs> I just dabbed. We know. Based on the noise you made, we know. Um, Are you ready to talk about our rating? I'm getting there, actually. I'm just going over the rest of my very right. minimal notes. Um, so let's just go do a quick, so we're going to cover, we've got six main topics, uh, for every film that we watch so we can kind of have, yeah, and analyze so we can have points, um, of interest to get, to understand why, how we would rate it. Um, and we'll get into our rating system later because yes, it's amazing. Oh, of course. Mostly because I came up with parts of it. Yeah, I was going to say, I definitely... Adjusted it, but <laughs> thank you. Mostly Alyssa's idea. She's brilliant. Um, 
I did not even mean that sarcastically. Run sound. <laughs> I was being honest and Thank mature. You. But our six categories are acting, cinematography, editing, which yes, is different than cinematography. Which I can can explain why. Please. Music, uh, costumes, which costumes could be makeup too. Uh, Music could be just sound in general because there's non diegetic and diegetic sounds. Um, Digestive? Uh, non diegetic and diegetic sounds are uh, the sounds that you see and hear. Uh-huh. So, like, if somebody drops a pen in the movie and you hear a pen drop. So, like, Foley sounds? Versus, like, music. Oh! Or background noise okay. that you not, don't see. So, like, Foley sounds versus, like, soundtrack sounds? Almost? Almost, yeah. In a very simple, watered-down, I'm-kind-of-dumb way? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it, yeah. Um, okay. It's all based on... If it matches up with what you're seeing. Or if it's coming in almost like a different... Or if it's coming in from somewhere else, yeah. a different, like, entity. Yeah, and while while it may not... It can be confusing because it might not seem like it's coming from somewhere else. Sure. Acting, cinematography, editing, music, costumes, writing, story. Uh, acting, we'll start there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was really good. I, I find older movies can have very... It's a completely different acting style than modernly. It's a lot more like theater stage acting. Yes, yeah, so I noticed that a lot because yeah. I wasn't used to that. Yeah. So that they started and I was like, whoa, like this is very, it's yeah. blocked out very much like theater. The delivery of the lines are very much like theater. So you have to have a lot more suspension of disbelief. Yeah, exactly. Which I struggle with anyway. Yeah, that's why that's why the lighting and like the atmosphere is very important for me because it makes it feel magical and it's more like fantasy. Not only because we don't live in that time period, right? Um, but it's it's a completely different way to make movies, and I think that that's important to analyze as we as we mm-hmm. move on to create original content because there's a lot of remakes and a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of sequels happening modernly, which is cool if you like it but i do like you know i agree yeah that makes sense you see what i mean uh-huh I so what, what were your that. so other than it being good did you have any other acting notes um not really i just said it was very classical um of that period i felt it was i think why this movie is so good uh and high up on the list is it doesn't feel as theatrical as some of the other ones and everybody's chemistry is very good Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue is delivered really well, I think. I think Humphrey Bogart, well, he's in my top five of that era. So I think I will always be satisfied with the, the dialogue when he says it. Um, I think he wears a suit well. Um, kind of, I would hope that Don Draper from Mad Men got his, you know, <laughs> That's what a little bit of inspiration. Of with his sarcastic comments yeah. and his, like, whole attitude, it was very Don Draper. Yeah. Wow. But, but that's, You've been reading my diary, <laughs> More like, I'm letting you read mine. Okay. <laughs> Whatever you say. <laughs> I, we share a diary. <laughs> it's a tandem diary. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, how about you? So, I immediately wrote, I love Sam. Um, <laughs> yeah. I love him. He's fantastic. He's... Most underrated. So underrated, yes. Yeah. I was like, please make him the main character. I want to say I'm spinoff. Um, <laughs> I would love to see that. It, um, 
I have never seen a Humphrey Bogart movie before. Mm-hmm. And I've also, I don't know if Ingrid Bergman is popular at the time. Is yes, she? she's okay. one of the biggest stars of that. Okay, era. I wrote that those two together were absolutely amazing. I loved them individually. Mm-hmm. The acting was phenomenal, and it makes me want to watch more. Yes, that's <laughs> what I want. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what we're here for. Yes. So I'm down. Good. I'm down with the Golden Age. Good. Because I think that as the layman watching, the laywoman <laughs> watching these movies, I think that I'm very susceptible to being like, almost like a seventh grader, where I'm like, ugh, old stuff. Yeah. Uh, which I was worried about, honestly. And I was very, very pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Good. That makes me happy because um, I think older movies get a bad rep. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're slow, that they're overdramatic. Like, boring. Yeah. Just because it's in black and white, it's boring. Yeah, and that yeah. doesn't make, it just doesn't make sense to me because, um, are you, like, clearly a lot of people don't watch films and listen to what they're saying or pay attention to, you know, they don't have those, those, the possibility to see those details. Right. Um, and... While, no, you don't have to take film history classes to know those details. <laughs> I just think that it's it's easier to appreciate them if you know the work that's going into them. Exactly. The process, all right. that. That was all I had, though. Okay. Um, cinematography. Uh, I will discuss the difference between cinematography and editing. Please Because do. a lot of people do not know. And I find... It's, it's so funny because, I mean... Um, I think film is starting to become really gigantic now um, with blockbuster movies and all this. And so I think people, everybody's, their, you know, a critic in their own right. Right, everyone's like a little professional. Yeah. Um, and I blame, I mainly blame the Marvel movies for that, but like... Darn you, MCU. It's fine. Um, I, I, you know, as long as people are appreciating films, fine. Um, cinematography is a buzzword, I think. Cinematography to people, I don't... What do you think it means? Um, correct me if I'm wrong. That's exactly um, what I would do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cinematography to me is how each shot is set up mm-hmm. and how each shot is shot. Right. Versus editing is how they go from shot to shot. Okay. So... Or scene to scene, even. Yeah, just about on the dot there. Um, oh, yeah! I, def- I didn't even Google it. No, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that you're smart, so I, you know... Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some blushing. <laughs> and you watch movies, so it's it's cool. I do watch movies. Um, I'm a big fan of Charlotte's Web. That I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Shark Tales at first, so I was going to be like, same, but... <laughs> also a big fan of Shark Tales. Yeah, same. I love that movie. <laughs> Can we go to the car wash after this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Continue. Um, cinematography is the camera movement because every piece within the shot of the camera movement is deliberate. Mm-hmm. The set, there's no like mistake. positioning. Yeah. No, people think that like, and it's 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 funny because I think people think it's easier than it is, but everything's there for a reason. And they're not just—they're not just gonna like put a book there for no reason. Right. They're gonna think, oh, what would this character read? What would you know? Why would they have this this these books there? Um. But, and it and it, and it can manipulate the audiences how the audience feels 
which is similar to editing in a way, but if it's like a low, low angle, worm side view, um, the power dominance of that versus a bird's eye versus just um, a tilted pan creating discomfort, you know, it all, I mean, it's manipulating up in, it. Up until this point, I thought that the only tilted pan in my life was like, me trying to get like brownies out of the oven <laughs> <laughs> so i'm learning <laughs> uh, i can tell because you're quiet <laughs> right i'm like wow yeah but it brownies. all i don't <laughs> i so there's that portion of it but then editing is right how it's all put together to create the story and how going shot from shot you know what's going to tell the story the best that makes the most sense in a non-distracting way. In a non, you're not noticing. Like it feels like it's linear, even if it's not. Right. Um, and it can. I mean, I mean, editors can cut music in certain places, sound effects in certain places that will change the atmosphere, make it scary, make it violent, make it romantic. They can. I mean. They can do shots like. Close-ups, like super, super close-up. That's, that's one second editing? and then well like the way they're cutting it together so they have a close-up oh. and then side by side to you know a wide angle for some reason i don't know why but <laughs> when i think of editing i think of like wes anderson films okay. and how not goofily they're edited but they're so deliberately edited not the norm so like fantastic yes. mr fox yes has a lot of crazy editing yes versus like I'm trying to think of a movie with, like, crazy cinematography. Moulin Rouge. Like, Dunkirk. Oh, Moulin Rouge. Perfect. Yeah. That's yes. the cinematography movie. Yes. But the editing is very normal. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. It's cinematography that's wild. Yeah. Versus yeah. The, the editing of, like, Fantastic Mr. Fox. Right. It's a lot of side-by-sides. It's people, or I guess they're animals, like, yeah. running in tandem, but they're in two different scenes. It's a lot of crazy stuff. Yeah. Wiping transitions. It's very, like, Windows Movie Maker. Yeah, sometimes. That exactly would be editing. Oh. The transitions. That's a really good example, actually. Thank you. Yeah. The transitions from shot to shot, you know, the way shots are placed together to tell a story. Highly recommend Fantastic Mr. Fox. Definitely. Wes Anderson film. Amazing. Yes. And Rouge. Also amazing, which we have to talk about later. Oh, we got a couple musical selections that I made up. Don't you worry. So we gotta have the old musicals and the new musicals. And then we gotta have things like La La Land, all the musicals that inspire La La Land. Oh my goodness. I am I exhaling cannot... so hard. Wait. <laughs> okay, keep going. Yes. Music. So, um... Well, the cinema. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, cinematography uh, was good, very classical. I didn't find it distracting, but I also didn't find it to be above, you know, very creative or whatever. It was. I I said similar notes. This is where I talked about the lighting. Yeah, being exactly, especially in the club. That's what I wrote. Yes, Um, editing very classical. Yeah, Um, good. I wrote down that. Nothing jumped out as negative or positive, but I really mm-hmm. did like how they did the flashback scene. Yep, I agree. Um, the cinematography, I think the pans were really good, thinking about that. Yeah. Now. Except that that opening one was interesting. Not I, my favorite. Where he got shot, and then like they panned to the cafe. I thought that was like I know, I was like, that was so casual. That. Yeah. They didn't like, take him to a hospital? Obviously, the soundtrack I found really good. As time goes by... Um, Sound effects were all, were pretty normal. I didn't find anything ostentatious or dramatic or too much. But um, 
then again, I've seen a lot of these movies from this era and, and before and after, so maybe my opinion is warped. I don't know. <laughs> well, one thing I wrote, uh, Max Steiner yes. did the music in this movie. Yes. He did a fantastic job. I was very impressed. Good. Um, especially not really ever seeing an old movie before. I was uh-huh. very worried that it was going to be loud, dramatic, and overbearing. Interesting. Um, that was kind of like my preconceived notion going in. But the way that they incorporated in the band in the club with Sam. Yep. Loved it. It was such... It set the atmosphere and the mood so wonderfully. Uh-huh. And uh, I wrote here that Sam did a great job with crowd work. When yeah. he was having them like sing with him and chant back and forth yeah. with him. I was like, yeah, it's working the crowd. If you go to this club, you're not just going to enjoy yourself a sandwich or a drink. You better be ready to participate. Yep. Um, <laughs> Which I find, um, for future reference, a lot of movies uh, do work in a band in some way normally. I've noticed yeah. that. Yeah. So like movies that I have seen from Not Right Now. Um, <laughs> back in the day. Back in... When my grandparents apparently had to like walk uphill both ways to school and two feet of snow, <laughs> there were a lot of bands, and that is my favorite. Growing up and watching, I love Lucy. Yes, I was yes. a Lucy girl, and so anytime that he's like, "Oh, we've got the band," I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah." I just want them to play Coco Cabana. Um, of course. Yeah. There's no other song. No, <laughs> everyone needs to know the one song and play it. Uh, what was your opinion about costumes? Okay, there was one costume. So first of all, I loved all of Ingrid Ber- Bergman's. Yes, agreed. Wardrobe, love it. Um, I really enjoyed how they did how they utilized costuming to show the juxtaposition. Yep. Of the French and the English and the Moroccans. Yep. It was very noticeable. Yeah, um, I, fi- I it's The funny. fezes freaked me out. Yeah, because that, I don't know if that was cultural appropriation that's of ex- the time. Exactly my thought. And or if, I don't know where is the where is the fez from? Their shirts looked a little cheap, <laughs> like they were Walmart shirts. <laughs> They're like a weird silky material that didn't seem proper for the weather. Sure. Oh yeah, because it's so hot. Yeah, that felt weird. Maybe to the me. Air, maybe the club was air conditioned. Okay, they do go outside. Um, <laughs> maybe the outside's air conditioned. You don't know. Yeah. No, no. Have um, you ever been to Morocco? I've been no, but I've been close. Was it air conditioned? Well, it was. 2013 so probably exactly okay well anyway um but there was one costume that i saw that i wrote down yeah and i was like i want this outfit which one toward the beginning yep there's a french woman she is never named i don't think she's wearing a halter top yes that is also a crop top yes or it's like a jacket top and it's a crop top yeah it's a short jacket yes. yeah yeah those are very common i and- Love it. Yep. I want it, and it's sparkly, and I'm like, she is slaying yes. in that top. That's a good outfit. I wrote, French woman in the top heart. Heart. <laughs> that, Love yes. It. I think all the costume is relatively good. I think if both of them to choose, because they did, like, white suits for me. I noticed that, too. He was wearing white suits. I was yeah. like, dang, all right, hot man. That's bold, because... Toddy McToddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> a while, while black suits are, were not necessarily common... Uh, in the first half of the 20th century, uh, because I don't know why exactly. Did they just not, I don't think they just, they just didn't die black. The black was only reserved for funerals, maybe. I don't um, know, I don't know the exact history about that specifically. We don't have to get into it, but. I know that hats were a must have. 
Yes. That's, yes. That's all I know. <laughs> Up until, like, the, the 80s. Really? Almost, yeah. Why I think was 70s that? was kind of the last big hat kick. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, dollop information. Yeah. Um, and... So, yeah, bold for them for them to not do, like, gray or brown suits. Um, bold for them to do white, I wonder if sure. they did that because he owned the club and yeah. they wanted that to stand out. That's that, a good point. So that as he moved through the club, he was you wearing know, a white shirt. You know who's the owner. white jacket, right. You yeah. can pick him out of the crowd very easily. Yeah, that makes sense. Because it was black and white. Yeah. So it's not like it's the guy in the blue suit. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, I mean, tropical type places wear a lot of white. Mm, yeah. Like, white suits are more common in more, like, tropical areas. Right. But I don't know if that was really the thought there. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> and the last category, in the writing and the story, um, how do you feel? Um, I wrote everything, I already kind of talked about it, um, yeah, the okay. story aspects that I really liked. Yeah. I love the characters. Okay. Um, think that they mix well together yes and it was such a good story because it did kind of like you talked about in the beginning they put these two huge issues against each other of love and then like this love story but then it's also the pressures of war and people are coming here to get these letters to help them stay alive yep if they don't get the letters they're gonna die yeah yeah that's crazy and I think that they wove it together so well, mm-hmm. and the romance story was not overly too much. And even when it was strictly romance, like in the flashback scene, yeah, I was so in love with them. Yeah, it wasn't yep. cheesy to me. It was she was head over heels in love with him. He was showing the side to him that he had not shown us yet. Yep, and he really only seemed to have in that flashback scene. It never comes back. Nope. And I was like, wow. That speaks so much, not only to the actors, but to the writers. Yes. I was incredibly impressed with that. And I think that, you know, it shows people change. Yes. And, and like I said before, the nostalgia of love doesn't mean that you will love them forever. You just it's, love what you had. You love what you had. Um, Which I think is super important. Yeah. That people recognize that. Yeah. I agree. Um, I do. I agree. I think I like that the, the love story was lighter. Um, and not necessarily that, uh, it, it was not, it's not like it wasn't serious. It, it, it's placed between this more serious thing, life or right. death. And what makes Rick, Humphrey Bogart's character really good is that while everybody's worried about themselves, he's worried about everybody else Which, doing the right thing. Yes. He is so integritous. Yes. So I think that. That ultimately was like, I know her, him and, and Ingrid or Ilsa won't be together. Because That makes sense because they can't. She's worried about herself and he's worried about everybody else and he wants to do the right thing for her and it's for her to go with her husband. And I think that because he, he, he was a character with such deep root integrity, anything he said, I was holding on to. Yeah. Anytime he opened his mouth, I was like, I want to know what he's talking about. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Boom! Got it locked and loaded. Um, so, that leads us into our last segment. The rating! So, I'll explain our rating system a little. We've got four categories. Uh, 
going from best, obviously, to worst, we've got, would you watch it, rush and watch it in the theater? Would you buy it? Rent it? Or don't bother watching because it's irresponsible of you. And we need to watch responsibly here. <laughs> they said the name of the podcast in the podcast. Try to. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I, I was opening up for that. Thank you. Um, do you want me to go first or you want to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. So I, I obviously love this movie. Um, I am really easy to convince <laughs> to like a movie though like I'll, I could always find the good things in I am movie. super gullible when it comes to this like I, n- I try really hard to never get like if it's like one out of five star or like how, how many stars right. out of five I try to never go under two and a half although some really don't deserve that two and a half but I would say because it's older buy it um, but if you have the opportunity to see it in a theater... I said the same thing! <laughs> Brie, I said the same thing! <laughs> because I saw Were it in you a theater. Were you looking at my sheets? No, no I can't oh, even see it from here. Good. I'm looking at mine. Um, I, I personally have seen it in the theater <gasps> a couple of times, and I wish you could have gone with me that one time, because I think... I mean, although I'm glad that we got to start the podcast off with Casablanca, I think that's super important. Well, yeah, you gotta... Oh, yeah. You can't not do it. You gotta start with a star, right? True. Um, but the experience of it in the theater, is, especially in a vintage theater like yes. I did, um, was really like, I felt like it was 1942. Yeah, And I was watching it. Oh, I know you wore a 1940s dress. Well, so. you know I did. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I actually did. I know you did. Because um, I want my friend who dressed up, too. But um, he normally dresses up. Oh, okay. In different eras. Who did? I'm sorry. My friend Christopher. Okay. So um, I just didn't hear what you said your friend. Yeah, I just said my friend. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, okay. I, yeah, definitely buy it. See it in theater if you can. Um, I'm sure it comes to local theaters once a year. Oh, yeah. Um, especially historic theaters. On World War Two Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's like Halloween movies you show on Halloween. Yeah, of course. Um... <laughs> But I really, I mean, it's great uh, in the theater, in the big screen, especially with the lighting. You can immerse yourself. I mean, right. some people have really big home theaters, but it's the experience of hearing other people's reactions. Mm-hmm. I react all the time you to movies. You were screaming in the theater? <laughs> no, but I gasp and I laugh. And, okay. you know. You do do that. I, th- I love it. <laughs> yeah. I just crack up the whole time. Anytime something funny happens... <laughs> It's almost like I'm seeing a show, and yeah. I want the actors to know that I'm enjoying it. Exactly. I think it's because I've been to so many comedy clubs, I'm like, ha yeah. <laughs> Well, and I want people around me to be enjoying it and not be bored, and like... Maybe if they're not entertained by that, then they'll be entertained by you. Exactly. And For the low, low cost <laughs> of an extra $2. We'll charge them afterwards. I'll charge $2. Yeah. Um, Ma'am, please. But I've definitely had people say that to me many times. We're like, I like to go to the movies with you because you always react. And it makes you feel more comfortable. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm about is I'm like, if somebody's nervous to laugh or, like, react, You're like, oh. I will make them feel okay. <laughs> Excellent. Um, as I've already prefaced, I said the same thing. Um, yeah. Yep. I recall hitting my knee because my knee is hurting now. <laughs> what did you hit? I was hitting Oh, my yeah. Knee. <laughs> yeah, um, you were. Yeah, ouch. I said... If I was alive at the time, I wanted to see it in the theater. Yes. But now that I'm alive now, um, 
Even if you're live now, I still think if you have the opportunity. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I forgot that that was even a possibility. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah some, some of them probably won't come back to theaters, but this one will. Good. Um, but I for sure would buy it because, and I, tr- I truly just said the absolute, the emotions. Yeah. I said, I, as I've said like 15 times this or this episode, mm-hmm. I don't like romances. I mm. truly don't. I avoid them at all costs because it makes me uncomfortable and mm. I don't like, I feel like I'm intruding on someone's moment. Yeah, it's like second embarrassment. I am. I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Thank you. That's why, that's how you know if it's really good writing is if you're not embarrassed. Okay, you just put my whole life into words. Yeah. And like, my mom has never understood me. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in many aspects, but this one specifically because anytime that there's like people kissing yeah. or like in their own like intimate moment yeah i have to look away yeah it makes yeah. me cringy and i yeah. don't like it especially if i'm not alone like i'm alone like, i can oh, probably just like whatever but... i can just look at my phone yeah but this is different it was unpredictable yeah and it was not cliche which is crazy because it's a movie that came out in 1942 yeah and it's which like... is when they were setting the precedent for cliche yeah it wasn't cliche. yeah and it's like major props one of the best movies of all time and i didn't even know cliche. it was like number two yeah, no, it was number two on, like, the big list. Wowza. Yeah. I should have well, given this movie a chance before this It podcast. swaps two and three with, with Godfather, like, every other year. Hmm. So. Which is valid. Okay, I've never seen that movie either. Get ready, folks. <laughs> For some Godfather loving. Huh? <laughs> That's my favorite movie, You've never so. met my Godfather. I also don't have a Godfather. I do. It's my Uncle Ben. <laughs> are you spider-man <laughs> yeah Please you know nobody that. ever does that joke but like that's Missed the joke opportunity but yeah so i would say i mean i would even i don't like to buy movies a lot because i am such like a hipster about this stuff yeah because i know that everyone likes it yeah and so i was yeah. very resistant to watch this movie because i was like everyone likes it so i'm gonna hate it mm-hmm. and i truly truly enjoyed it so Good. thank you yes I'm so glad we could I'm watch so it. I'm so nervous for the next episode because I love Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Ready to get ripped apart? No, I'm not. No. I'm, I'm not giving you. That's not my opinion about it. Don't worry. Okay. I'm um, really trying to like not allude to like how I actually feel. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those are my thoughts and feelings on Casablanca. All right. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Pretty good. I might even call it great. Yeah. <laughs> one might swell. This critic says. Jeepers. I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> but I'm glad that you were able to put aside your... My distrust. Yeah, the the stigma against, you know, very popular movies. That's uh, what I think is going to be the hardest part of this whole thing for me. Yeah. And that's why I originally wanted to do this podcast with you, is because I am so closed off and I'm so... No, I'm not doing that. So the fact that it's an assignment to do it, almost. Yeah. Like, the teacher in me... I'm a teacher. I teach fifth grade. Um, the teacher in me is like, well, if someone tells me to, then I have to. Yeah. Yeah. And this gives me a comfortable place to where I can sit down and watch these movies that are so critically acclaimed. Even if I'm not going to like it, that's okay. Yeah. I don't feel like it's a waste of my time. It's, it's understanding. Yeah. You know, why do people like this? And up until now, I've really had no reason. I'm like, I'm not going to pay to see that. Yeah. Screw that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this gives me a reason. So thank you. Yeah. I will drag you into the depths of film hell. Woo! <laughs> Buckle up, friends. So we can. There's some things I won't even watch, but. You better. You better! <laughs> Alright. Thus concludes our first episode of 
watch responsibly. I'm Alyssa O'Loughlin. And I'm Brie Lennon. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of this series. Check in next time when we do Saving Private Ryan. Woo! (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Oh, I can't wait to watch this so responsibly. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget to watch responsibly! Thank you. Have a good day.